That's much better. All right, I'm hot. Okay. Okay. Everybody ready to go? Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Professor and Barney podcast, an offshoot of Narrow World of Sports. Um, How is everybody today? Excellent. All right. Yeah, good. How's (laughs) lockdown going? Nick, let's start with you. How's lockdown? Lockdown, we're in day, well, I don't know what day it is actually, Um, day five or six. Um, We've had, uh, what do we've had? We've had people arrested in New Zealand for setting up a game of touch rugby, (laughs) Um, which is, yeah, which is the worst (laughs) game you can play in the situation that we're currently in. Um, And we've also had someone um, get in trouble for going on a 72 kilometer bike ride. (laughs) Um, yeah, flouting the rules of you can jump on a bike and go for a bike ride as long as you leave your house. And he did that, but he went on a 72 kilometer journey. Um, yeah, Jesus. So, yeah, so that's what we're dealing with at the moment. Just people um, bending the rules. And uh, how did they know he went a, for 72Ks? Do you know how they found him? Yeah. It was on a fitness app and they watched him go around. <laughs> 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 that is I was, thinking if, yeah. I was thinking when they pull him over, he'd be bragging about it. That is a yeah. long way. Yeah, I, I think what, Oh, god damn it. I was wearing my foot, but yeah, my foot, <laughs> I shouldn't have worn my foot. But oh, my what foot gave him me. what gave him away is that he had every 20 kilometers, he had a uh, water station set up, <laughs> 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 and the people were gathering around there and uh, you know, offering him electrolytes and stuff him. like that. Sure it is. Yeah. All right, Tommy, how are you going with lockdown in Watson's Bay? Yeah, good, mate. I've been doing a fair bit of cooking, to be fair. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. What I made some chicken. I made chicken noodle soup. Um, As I in made... two-minute noodles? No, no, no. Like legitimately, like my own stock and shit. Um, and then, <laughs> well, Tommy, you're not having a bath and then making soup out of the stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Your own stuff. stock. What is Tommy's stock? Tommy's stock. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Let's just say it's good for your face. You're good for your skin. Uh, <laughs> that's a um, weird. That's a weird thing to yell out when you do complete, though. Is go Tommy Stock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, I you literally, you literally have a wank bank. That's amazing. <laughs> and then oh, I, was, I made I made my own pasta. So I've made my own pasta. What? From scratch? Yeah, cut it and dried it, and I'm hanging it all over the furniture and shit, so it's good. <laughs> you are bored, Tommy. My God. <laughs> yeah, I know. About... I'll be playing PlayStation, too. Yeah. What about the salted snapper, mate? You made any salted snapper that you... No, nah, mate, buying a whole fish at this time is really hard. Um, yeah. What about you go fish? you got the waters outside your house. Mate. You know where fish come from, mate? Yeah, 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 the, uh, the fish markets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from Doyle's. <laughs> from Doyle's, bro. Um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I haven't been in the water yet. I'm gonna go for a dip no. today. Yeah, you should. Now, Barney, how are you in lockdown? It looks like you've actually you've headed down to the basement, have you? And <laughs> have you got a full bunker scenario happening? I, I've got uh, everyone else in the house is home today. Everyone's I've banished them upstairs. They're off the internet because I can't get this. Uh, this thing to stop buffering and uh yeah i'm basically a part-time teacher the kids are uh i'm teaching year four maths 
uh, a lot of the day, which I thought I'd be better at, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Not the teaching bit, the actual year four maths bit. Um, right. It's changed yeah, what, a lot. What's, what are they are doing in year four maths? Yeah, what kind of equations are we are we getting to here? Uh, it's a lot of word-based problems that trip me oh, up. Oh, they're the worst. Are like you, Barney, are you... Are you bags are great. Oh, right. Oh, I thought Barney had just misplaced it and he's actually picked up the English book <laughs> but trying to do a maths class with it. <laughs> yeah, there's no sums here. Yeah. I mean, this Shakespearean guy, he's, he says he's a math whiz, but... <laughs> can you give us, a, give us one of the problems? Oh, oh, get it. mate, off the top of my head. So it was, um, oh, you had to complete the pattern. I think it was... Oh, I hate those ones. Started with 72, and then yep. the next one might have been 84. So <laughs> then you had... So you're more. adding 12? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Barney, you lost me at you lost me at seventy two, mate. <laughs> you started thinking about that cyclist, didn't you? You were thinking, oh, yeah, my yeah. Right, half his life. All right, well, um, what have you been up to, we get James? Into, yeah, what have you been up uh, to? Oh, just uh, daddy daycare, <laughs> two and a half year old. We're up, we're up around sort of seven to eight tantrums a day at the moment. Uh, and obviously Henry's having a couple as well. Uh, <laughs> same joke at the same time. Are you at your part-time job at the moment? Are you at your lifeguard tower? Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're not watching this on a video, James looks like he's like, in a lifeguard tower. Yeah, he's going to throw yeah. the binoculars up at any moment. <laughs> he's yeah. just about to kick yeah. over the Spanish paper. Uh, Spanish paper. God damn. Right. Yeah. I'm down at North Kirkhill Beach, and um, there's a lot of... Tourists in the water and they can't swim. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, God damn it, there's a rip for me. Yeah, there is. got to go. Um, James, if, no, if you held I... up some binoculars right now, it'd be very believable. <laughs> so that or you're calling Royal <laughs> Roundwick. <laughs> yeah, at the top of my house, people. All right. Sorry. Okay. Uh, James is taking a job commentating dog races. He's a dap dog. Hey, I could do worse. Jeez, at the moment, I just, I'm just i sitting at home doing nothing. It's doing my head in. This yeah. is it. This is our outlet, people. This is where we get to actually what, blow off a bit of steam. Uh, so let's get into it. All right. Now, Tommy, we like to start by reading a five-star review. We're still There's still loads coming in. Still I've no one, one sort of giving us any guys. praise. Uh, Barney, we'll just go with Tommy's, I think. No, 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 I've got one. Tommy, I've what's got, your I'll one? i pick one at random. Yeah. Um, so this Tommy. one is by a gentleman by the name of Sun or Sun. Uh, and it's a five star. It's called Five Stars. Uh, and it's yeah. like, it says, I hate every member of this podcast <laughs> so <laughs> much that given the opportunity, I would strangle every single one of them to death with my bare hands or die in the attempt. Uh, thank you, so What do you reckon? Five stars. Five stars. Yeah. Son, son uh, send great. us a picture. I want to see if you're going to die in the attempt or you'd strangle us all. Because uh, <laughs> who would you start with? If you had to strangle each of, each of us, who do you reckon you'd start with? <laughs> would you build up, would you go skinniest neck first and then make your way up to Tommy? Or would you? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Because <laughs> I reckon I could go, even, no matter how tired I was, I could go Tommy last just by looking, you know, where he lives. Yeah. 
I reckon I reckon you'd start with Barney and I because we've got a bit more meat and would probably fight back a little more. And then James yeah. would be a fucking walkover. And then Nick would, <laughs> Nick would like bite and scratch and stuff. So I'd probably go with that. <laughs> like a like a mongrel area. Um, hey, this is Tommy. Can you do enough enough of the sailor talk, mate? Enough of the f bombs. I got to write down every time you oh, say an f bomb. Sorry. So that we can cut it out. Now, I just picked a, I just picked a, uh, a review at random. I want to read this. Oh, God. I think you've been skipping over it. This is from the 5th of March. It's called The Legend of Barney. At any pub <laughs> on any corner of Newcastle, you can hear Nova Castrians discussing the skills and prowess of Mr. Andrew Barney Barnett or Mr. Swisher, as he's known around the waterholes of Newey. Very true. Very true. In one such public house, I overheard two elderly gentlemen discussing, or should I say arguing about, Barney's hockey days. Mm. Common. Each gentleman argued their points in regards to Barney's best position. Barney was more of a dynamic left half. <laughs> one gentleman shouted, while the other remarked, get bent, you moron, which is very Newcastle language. Uh, Barney was a tough, <laughs> tough as old boot, right fullback. Both agreed that hockey was the winner at the end of the day. And the world was a better place with Barney in it. Now, um, DJ. Who wrote that? Who wrote DJ that? DJ Jussie, uh, obviously the <laughs> official historian of Newcastle. Um, be, I honest think, here, be honest. Is it, a, is it, was it your eldest son? Was it yeah. one of your brothers? I, I, I don't who was... know who that is, but those, I played both those positions <laughs> when I was in Newcastle. It's, some, so, it's another hockey nerd, which let mate, me say right at the start here, we don't want you. Do not listen if you're a hockey Mate, nerd. There's plenty I, of hockey well, nerds. There's best people on earth. Uh, most I reckon uh, it's one of those ones where the guy's pretending to be nice, but he's actually taking the piss out of him. Oh, oh Tommy. That's a good point. Was there any emojis? Was there like yeah. a fingers crossed emoji at the top? <laughs> All I'm saying. Well, is I just think I think Tommy just revealed who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Chussy, that's my 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 alter ego. <laughs> oh, I've got to take this jacket off. For those of you not watching, I've been wearing my gold um, narrow water sports jacket, and it's yeah, just because I, you know. Sorry, you're missing work. Oh, I'm missing it so much. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like James might take it by the end. Of this. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Well, I just I miss going to the office, writing jokes. Oh, man. You know, don't you boys miss it? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just being able to travel internationally. All right. Well, let's get into tonight's, today's topic. Um, today's topic is caught on camera. And oh, yes. uh, Tommy, what is this in the light of? Uh, this is in the light of uh, Canberra Raiders' uh, new signing, uh, Curtis Scott, uh, falling asleep outside. It was at the SCG. I think he fell asleep it was, outside yeah. after a big night out in the big smoke. Um, and he passed out in the bushes, I believe, and he he punched a, a policeman or he struck a policeman, uh, if that if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that allegedly, um, Tommy? I, allegedly, I believe. Still allegedly, before the call, mate. allegedly, yeah, allegedly. Well, the reason we're talking about it is because the recently on the twentieth of March, the CCTV vision, TV vision came out of Scott, not the actual altercation, but but just post that where he's being led away without his shirt on, being put into a paddy wagon. He's already been tasered and pepper sprayed at this point, 
And then they're talking to him in the paddy wagon. Then they got to get him back out, lie him down on the curb, and then paramedics show up. So in the light of that, and uh, let me just say, by the way, did anybody see the video of him at Ivy the night before? Yeah. Yes. You showed me this video when you you found it. And look, is he a bloke who looks like he could be tased later in the night? (laughs) Is he a bloke that if you had a taser, you'd go, whoa. Maybe. Um, yeah, well, sure. Know, I, been, I was having yeah, a good time. I would, have, I would yeah. say Curtis Scott has a very tasable face. He does. <laughs> and you know what? If I was there, I would have pushed him into the pool and tasted him. Oh, that <laughs> wow. was really, that wow. that, like yeah. bloody New Year's Eve. <laughs> Taze everyone <laughs> in the pool at Ivy. Oh, if, if you get a chance, go on and find that video. To be fair, 90% of the people that go to the Ivy pool deserve to be tasered. Well, you know when they said all the pubs and clubs were closed, all the personal clubs, thank God that stupid Ivy's not there anymore. Bunch oh, of God, the worst. Uh, anyway, we're young. Yeah. What we is the Ivy? What is the Ivy, guys? Is that like some sort of... Um, it's a rooftop bar in the city that, that Justin Hems guy owns. Uh, and, and it's very much like... You girls in like bikinis and and they're walking around in heels and like it's just it has pretty. a pool. It has a pool, yeah. and, you, oh, and, and that's where James's lifeguard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's so dirty. <laughs> yeah, they oh, hey. No. This boy's yeah. had too many yeah. drinks to be swimming. Yeah. Not in the deep end. Oh, not in the deep end. Hey, we were always yeah. taught, you know, don't drink yeah. and swim, and we were also always taught wait half an hour. Because they serve yes. nibblies up there, I'm sure. Well, I'll let you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. James is there with his stopwatch. Mate, he had a spring roll 20 Half minutes a... ago. Yeah. Uh, before man. he gets cramped. Going for a swim. This is not good. Mate, you'll anyway, to on top of the, the great uh, Curtis Scott, there was also this week Zane Musgrove and Liam Coleman, a uh, couple of players who they, they were found guilty of uh, – now, Barney will correct me here – they were found guilty of assault with an act of indecency in October last year for they fondled a lady's breast on a dance floor. Um, And now they're fighting to overturn those convictions for assaulting that woman um, based on the security cameras saying that it's, uh, uh, you know, that it's inconclusive that they add a little bit of a grope there, which you don't grope. All right. That's, I mean, don't go out and grope. Grope. Um, So that, yeah. So that's more people that have been caught on, basically on CCTV doing the wrong thing. So that brings us to, to today's topic, which is caught on camera athletes or sports personalities that have been caught doing the wrong thing on camera. Yes. Are you guys ready for all this? Yeah, yeah this is going to be fun. Let's do it. There was a now, lot I think I should lead off. from. I, I think I should lead us off today because I've actually, I, what I want you guys to do is I've done a, basically a short list of my favorite NRL players that have been caught doing the wrong thing on camera. Mm. Um, and then, I want you guys to choose at the end yeah. who your favourite idiot is. Who should be tasered. Yeah, and they get tasered. <laughs> oh, do we rate them? One, one taser to five tasers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's uh, a great, okay. great Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to start with Jesse Brom- Bromwich and Kevin Proctor, two of uh, your old countrymen. Uh, yeah. Two of the yeah. great Kiwis. Uh, old yeah, Dyson Bromwich. I think they're on yeah. the $5 note. Are they in New Zealand? Yeah, they they use a five dollar note, I believe. 
Roll that. <laughs> yeah, they're not using fifties. <laughs> um, so after representing New Zealand at a test match, Bromwich was actually captain. They were down in Canberra. They then mm. go out to a nightclub after, um, yes. and they meet a bloke called Adrian, Adrian Crowther. They yep. become friendly with him. He says to them, look, I'm a big Melbourne Storm fan, uh, which, yep. you know, for me, flag goes up there because, yeah. you know, there are yeah. none. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except for obviously maybe Molly Meldrum or Ben Mendelson. That's it. I can't think of – can anybody think of any other Melbourne Storm fans? Um, um, the Cooper Cronk s- used to be. Craig Dorn yeah. mascot. Yeah. Uh, well, Cameron Smith goes for Hawthorne and Billy Slater <laughs> goes for St Kilda. Um, yeah. yeah. yeah um, anyway, so they, they go out. Mm. Uh, they ask him for cocaine. He gives it to them. They then snort it off a phone in a strip mall, basically under the most beautiful high-definition CCTV camera you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, just just the lighting and the framing. Yeah. You have to look at it. I'm surprised it didn't win some sort of award. Magical well, the in, the, inter- the the interesting story about this as well is that um, they weren't happy with the first take, so they ended right. up going back and doing three or four more takes in front of that camera um, just to get the yeah. yeah. They thought they rushed the first one. Well, there's also some outtakes. <laughs> there's some outtakes. <laughs> it's a real. Yeah, they dropped the phone. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the dead set giveaways. You did, they didn't do it on an iPhone. They did it on a bloody iPad Pro. Like they, <laughs> they had lines for all of camera on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you even um, had the detachable keyboard. Shit. Yeah. 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 So that was the and <laughs> So they even bought a webcam for a second angle just to back up the footage. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it makes it easier to cut. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and whoever edited it, great work. Oh um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Kevin Proctor should never do anything because he's got the most recognisable hair in the world. Like, yeah. if you see it on the Vision, have a look. His his mop. It's either him, sideshow Bob, or um, dumb Donald from Fat Albert. They're the only three people wow. with that R- hair. Pretty modern reference there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Winning the chip. Hey, hey, hey. over with that. Mm. Whatever happened to the guy that used to do the voice for Fat Albert? Where's I he gone? I don't know. God, yeah. you should check in with him at some stage. <laughs> he was very funny. Very yeah. All right, so that's number one. Number two, Damien yeah. Keogh. While he was Cronulla yeah. chairman, Damien Keogh. I thought you were doing rugby league. This is, this is an NBL player. <laughs> well, hey, why do you think I chose him? One of the greats. Um, Love the swisher. Mate, hey, 16.7 points per game. 37% from the three-point line. Career average of seven assists per game. Three-time Olympian for the Boomers. One of the great. Well, he did, he, his, doubles he, did up work, he did his best work from the stripe, that's for sure. Oh, mate. Unconscious most nights. He'd, he'd black <laughs> yeah. out. They'd wake back up and they'd say, you hit 10 tonight, 3-0. You'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. um, now, he was, he was a very successful businessman. So um, at the time was the Cronulla chairman. Uh, also was the CEO of Hoyts. He got caught down at Bell's Pub at Woolloomooloo with 0.78 grams of cocaine on him. Now, the funniest thing about this is on that particular night, there was an ABC documentary series called Keeping Australia Safe that was recording and following police around as they were going into these pubs and nabbing people. So there is uh, there is an actual oh series, if you look this up, Keeping Australia Safe, and it's 
You know, it's like that those RBTs where it's like the police officer doing a piece to camera going. There's Mal over there who, um, as we walked in with the police dog, um, he's made a run for the, the toilets. So we've chased him in there and he's been found to have two bags of cocaine. So, so two bags of cocaine right there. The man they have arrested is anxious and upset about the presence of the camera. Okay, just listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm trying to explain it to you. Listen, they're following us around all night tonight. Okay, they're going to explain things to you once we finish with you. But I'm going to go and talk to them now and explain a few oh. things to them. Okay, no, listen, you can't. And at the moment, yeah, when it comes right. down to it, you are under arrest. You're okay. not free to go. Okay, okay. for that oh, reason. Oh, is he? He's taking video. Who is it? Taking video. She should be here. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's part of this thing. See how the shakes or somebody or was, but... Police are talking and they're like, I think that's Damien Keo, the basketballer. Wow. And then the other guy's like, I think he might be the CEO of the Sharks. And Keo is standing there going, there currently is, is two camera crews, there's a lighting guy, there's a wow. sound guy, and oh, I've just yeah. been caught. Uh, so Keo was a great one. And then he, he fronted up to the press conference the next day. You all remember this? And yes. he looked like... Uh, a man who'd been out on looked, cocaine the night before. <laughs> he looked like yeah, that. Right. Like Pablo Escobar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had the sunnies. Had the sunnies. Oh, mate. Yeah. So that's my second one. Now, my third. this is my third nominee, so I want you to choose who gets tasered. Yep. Um, yep. It's the great Mitch Pierce. Oh. Friend of the show. Um Place for that shit team up in Newcastle now. Lovely bloke. Good uh, newy kid. Good newy kid. Nah. I jerk. Oh, no, he is a lovely bloke, actually. Uh, now, he, he, first of all, first one was uh, 2014 at the nightclub in the cross called the Beach House, H O U S. Oh, I used to do my best work at the house. Did your bra? What would you. Were you carving up on the floor? Uh, 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 yeah, man. I had that many vodka cranberries. I was going, I was lit. What was his song, try, bra? Try and give uh, him a UTI. He's having that much cranberry juice, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, pumped out what Ghetto Gospel. What was his song? A Ghetto Gospel. Oh, yeah. A Avicii collab. Oh. Oh, the beat. Avicii. Anyway, so he's sitting at the bar with um, with Boyd Cordner. A girl in a yellow dress walks past once. She walks past the second time. He reaches out. Now, you can't really see on the camera if he grabs her or not. But then there happen to be two police officers in the nightclub that night. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe they, were, they must have been having a couple of drinks in their uniforms, having a dance. But the girl, this, she, her name was Melissa Arroyo. Or but, oh, yeah, YMCA. Uh, Tommy, as you know, one of them was doing the YMCA and there's uh, mate, there was this motorbiker that was in there. And, yeah, <laughs> it was an NRL player. There's a guy insensitively dressed as a uh, as a Native American too. Just quite yeah. yeah. Just, I just I don't all the just time that headdress as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the image of you, Tommy, in a Native American headdress, uh, sipping on a vodka cranberry with a tiny straw. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, just calling out to the DJ the whole time. YMCA. Yeah. YMCA. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how much I'm waiting for this. <laughs> uh, um, yes, anyway, so this Melissa Arroyo, um, or you probably know her on 
Instagram as Mel's Bubble Butt. She uh, she went to the police. Police come over. They try to get rid of Mitch Pierce. He then refuses to leave, of course. They then take him downstairs. He gets a little bit physical. They arrest him, take him in the paddy wagon. Um, he ended up losing $20,000 for that and one match suspension. He also, 2014, he didn't get picked for Origin that year, and a lot of it was because of that. And mm. Nick, do you know what 2014 was for New South Wales? Uh, the year of the goat. It was the year of the goat because I don't know. that was the one year that Jonathan Thurston didn't really play. And oh. it's the one out of 11 years that New South Wales won. Oh, wow. Mitch oh. Pierce wasn't there. Weird. Um, anyway, the other obvious one for Mitch Pierce was the humping of the dog where he went home after an Australia Day session at the Royal Oak 2016, was accused of peeing on a couch. Then said to the lady that accused him, um, I don't have a sexuality. And then he said, I'll even hump your dog. Picked up the dog, Belle. Um, may she rest in peace. She's since passed mm-hmm. away, suffered terribly from PTSD. And then um, humped the dog. The lady kicked him out. So we've all seen the vision. Yeah. Um, he ended wow. up getting an eight-game ban, $125,000 fine. Do you know what I like so, about this story? Is that, yeah. Sorry, very quickly before we go into the five... Uh, one to five stages. What I like about this story is that somebody in the judicial system, the NRL judicial system, has gone, okay, uh, having sex with a dog, <laughs> how many matches is that worth? <laughs> like, that, someone's had to go and physically work that out. And well, uh, the thing is, Nick, this isn't the first time uh, <laughs> that's come up, no. weirdly enough. And uh, the thing is... It, we, the, the NRL, they're, they're prepared. They've got a grading system. This was yep. this was only a grade three dog humping or dog molestation, right. he didn't I have believe. His pants down. Yeah. He didn't have his yeah. pants down as opposed to Joel Monaghan, mm. yeah. who had his penis out and been <laughs> in the dog's mouth. <laughs> also, yeah. Funnily enough, also, he brought the peanut butter industry into into disrepute. So I yeah, mean, that was the biggest thing. The that, peanut well, butter was, sponsorship. Oh, that, was, that was the problem with the Monaghan one. It was not only a grade four dog molestation, but it was a it was a grade two misuse of spread. Oh uh, God! Well, not to mention the poor Labrador had a peanut allergy, which he oh, knew going uh, in. It's to put Vegemite on your nipples, but to put peanut yeah. butter on your undercarriage is a totally different ball game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and they, the prosecution proved that that, um, that was the case. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy said ball game. <laughs> I already missed it. Ball game. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tommy. Hey, um, so we rank in anyway, these? So, well, sorry, just in 2019, Greenberg actually came out and said, yeah, we, we were a bit harsh on that. We what? Got it wrong. Which is unlike the NRL to get things wrong. No. Right. So spot on. What did uh, they yes, do? Who do you want? Fine, by the way. That was quite a big fine. What did they do with that money? Because I think they'd want it. Yeah. The players are looking for that back at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Whatever they did, they squandered it. Yeah. yeah. NRL can squander cash. Oh, my like, goodness me. Barb Smith's wearing it around on a finger, isn't she? Yeah. Well, either that or it's all the business class travel that Buzz keeps telling us about. Yes. He's on it. And taxes. Um, in taxis, yeah. So, so how would you rank them there? I've given you three choices: Mitch Pierce, Damian Keogh, or Kirsty Bromwich and Kevin. Who are you tasering first? Who was the biggest idiot in all of that? Well, I just think anybody that gets caught and then claims that they can't be caught because they're a person of note deserves to be tasered. Yeah, so I'm, I'm giving agreeing. Keogh. 
five tasers, three to the scrotum, mm. and two to the mm. face. Kia is the least likable story of that because at least the uh, oh, actually I don't know how you like a guy humping a dog, but at least the other guys are all. <laughs> The Pierce well, one wasn't that note. bad. Shit. Well, he Pico, is technically an animal lover, so you can't sort of. It was like a mimic. It wasn't even like legit. Oh, Tommy, <laughs> you're a dog humper, aren't you? Oh, well, Marcel I... Marceau was a bloody rope puller. Like, what are we talking? <laughs> like. <laughs> oh my god! Like, yeah, poor bastard was imprisoned in that glass box for how long? <laughs> oh, oh, <no>. <laughs> Um, all right, who wants to go next? I can go next if you'd like, Professor. On uh, you go. Let's go back to 2016, the Rio Olympics. Uh, the one thing we were all talking about was uh, I heard there's sewage in that water they're sailing in. Um, that's what I remember the <laughs> Olympics for. That's the big nice. chat about how if you fell in the water, you couldn't open your mouth because it was that unclean. That's, that's right. That was uh, that was the story up until a point, up until August 14, when when uh, news started to break, rumours started to get around that Ryan Lochte and three other American swimmers had been uh, robbed at gunpoint at a Rio service station. And this is um, the best story ever. It is, and you know how it broke too, because uh, Fox Sports Australia has. <laughs> little hand in breaking this the the way it first broke was ben way uh who now works for i believe sky racing um it used to work for fox sports news um by chance bumped into ryan lochte's mum and she managed she mentioned oh yeah ryan and a couple of the boys got robbed last night and he uh he's like geez that's no good starts to break the news um so then that becomes a bit of a story so NBC, Billy Bush, uh, Billy Bush, who's probably better known these days for locker room chat with uh, Donald Trump, but at that stage was uh, working oh, at NBC. Right. Yes. Yeah, that Billy Bush. Um, yeah. Props Ryan Lochte on a beach in Rio for a bit of an interview. They're, they're doing a live interview. And uh, Ryan Lochte confirms the story, despite the fact that ISC spokesperson says, no, 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 this story isn't real. But Ryan Lochte does the interview with Billy Bush. And look, I can't play the grab of it, but I thought this is this is what I um I want to uh, I want to read you the transcript of what he said to see if you guys think that this sounds like a legitimate story, right? So I'm going to do a Ryan Lochte voice. We got pulled over in the taxi, and these guys came out with a badge, a police badge, no lights, no nothing, just a police badge, and they pulled us over. They pulled out their guns and they told the other swimmers to get on the ground. They got on the ground. I refused. I was like, <laughs> we didn't do anything wrong, so I'm not getting on the ground. And then the guy pulled his gun. He cocked it, put it on my forehead and said, get down. I put my hands up. I was like, whatever. He took that money. <laughs> he took my wallet. He left my cell phone. He left my credentials. Now, does that sound like a legitimate Man. story? It's very much uh, reminiscent of like if my uh, son had watched a scary movie with his mates and they're all scared, but I wasn't. Like it's that sort of weird bragging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what was the what actually happened though? What was so? This is the thing. The Brazilian authorities they're suspicious. They're like, what? What's happened here? So CCTV footage comes out from the servo. Uh, Turns out not so much a robbery as. the what appears happened is they've gone stopped at the servo they're in a taxi stopped at the servo he's filling up and they are busting for a leak they're all blind they've been out on the tiles 
Uh, it's about 6 a.m. Um, <clears throat> so they um, they go in to use the toilet. The toilet's locked. Can't get in. Try to bash the door down. Uh, Ryan Lochte rips a poster off the wall. Then they go out and they piss behind the servo and then go get in the um, get in the taxi to leave. And they've obviously done a bit of damage and roughed the place up and pissed where they shouldn't have. And so the security guy from the servo has come over to get their... Um, pulls them out of the car, says, boys, get over here. And you see this all on CCTV footage, not the not the damage itself, but you see them come out, they get in the taxi, clearly blind. One of them tries to get in the wrong taxi. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, and it's just, it's basically the guy's going, no, you've got to pay for the damage. Um, so international incident happens out of it because Lochte just doubles down on his story for a bit, doesn't, um, doesn't, uh, admit that yeah yeah we did the wrong thing eventually now he admits look yeah i exaggerated the situation but i thought we were getting robbed um it's a it's a classic uh, robert allenby isn't it yeah it is where he he's just now what gets me is if they hadn't if he had said nothing probably would never have come to light never been an incident they basically damaged done some damage Mm. to the servo they've Mm. paid some money to repair the damage gone on with their day do you reckon what's happened is ryan locked he's bumped into his mum she said you look awful he's yeah. come out with a little so yeah we had yeah. a rough incident he's tried to tell a story she's told a reporter then it becomes global news <laughs> all of a sudden yeah, he has Chinese to double whispers. down mm. he has oh, to absolutely. double down we've all done it <laughs> <laughs> the, the morning after you tell your parents something <laughs> yeah, and that becomes law, and all of a sudden, oh, no, I've got to stick to this now. But um, did, did he get banned from his events? Did he was was he allowed to swim, or was it post his swim? No, they uh, so they they'd finished swimming. Um, so he he left straight away. Him and another swimmer left pretty quickly, but two of them got detained. They were trying to fly out of uh, the two of the swimmers um, were trying to fly out, and the Brazilian authorities boarded the plane and said, no, 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 no. We need to get you off because, uh, you know, why did they do the Batman thing? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever dealt with. Uh, no, no, Brazilian... no, 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 no. Yeah, you don't <laughs> know the, were... how the Brazilian authorities <laughs> operate. I thought they were singing that song from Remember the Titans. <laughs> na 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 na. No, because that ends with goodbye. Yeah, same <laughs> say. Uh, I thought they just wanted loads of bananas in their smoothies. <laughs> uh, uh, my right. favourite detail, though, can I tell you my favourite detail? This, yes. there's two names this got online. One was Lock Mess, which I thought was pretty nice. Yeah, I love a good pun name. And the other one, because uh, I love a good gate. This was called Locked Gate. Oh, wow. Oh, it's good. Wow. I've got actually, uh, I've got a story to come off the back of that, actually, Barney. Yeah. This is um, to do with a gate, um, and it's uh, people who are caught on camera, um, sports people uh, who should be ashamed of themselves, and it was called Sandpaper Gate. Um, And uh, I don't know if you guys remember this. It's uh, Kiwi thing, was it? Uh, well, 24th of March, 2018, two years ago, it was after lunch on the third day of the third test match. I, th- I believe the skies were um, very dark that day. Um, Australians Cameron Bancroft was shown on the television coverage and on the screens at the ground appearing to rub the ball with a small yellow object. Hey, uh, Nick, we all know yes. the story. Yes. Just, hey. Everybody I- knows. 
Listen, it's part of the healing anything. process to talk through and through the details. What my psychologist says. Yeah, exactly. So basically, I don't know if you guys remember this, <laughs> but he tried to yes, hide it down the front of his truck. Oh, you you remember it? Okay, cool. I it's just that none it of, it's just day. no one ever talks about it. That's all. I remember it as the day that Steve Smith and Dave Warner decided to take a gap year. Yeah, and, right. Uh, yes, yeah, about this, this is the thing. So Warner was found. Um, he was sort of got the brunt of it from the fans and stuff because he was. This is this is a direct quote that he was responsible for the development of the plan um, to alter the condition of the ball. And he. Uh, this is what I I find funny about the story is that. He was instructing Croft on how to do it, including demonstrating the technique to him. So, for me, the, I'm, like Bancroft never said anything. Like, there's never he's never sanded or done any DIY at all. He's just yeah. going. Well, well, how's his sandpaper work? Yeah. But also, yeah. Also, as well. Sorry, very quickly. Also as well, sure. remember when they said this is the one and only time that we've ever done this. So if that's the case, then why is Warner going, here, mate, here's how you do it? Because <laughs> they do it in the nets. Hey, do you remember uh, that time when Chris, remember when Chris Cairns was match fixing? Mm, do you guys remember, remember that? that? I remember no, that. no, no, no. no there's, what a yeah. disgrace. There was no, on, there was no yeah, gate cricket. at the end of that that scandal, so it there didn't exist. Cairns gate, there was here, mate. Cairns <laughs> gate. I mean, there's a there's Who a city in Australia that has never fully recovered because of that. Well, I, I don't. I hate to alarm alarm you guys with this. Is that um, uh, this this happened 24th of March 2018, right? So this happens. If that doesn't happen two years later, I mean, do we have COVID 19? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a bearer of bad news. He's got a point. Yeah. Well, you can't I argue with science. Into this. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, you know, it's I've all got... joining the dots. I've got another. Uh, I've got another little caught on camera that involves sandpaper. Uh, okay, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, uh, you guys, you you were all big MLB fans. Um, yeah. There was a pitcher from the Minnesota Twins mm. by the name of Joe Necro, um, and uh, Joe, his signature pitch, he was a knuckleball pitcher, uh, which mm -hmm. Tommy is uh, when you 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 intentionally slow the ball down so it dips right at the right at the last second and gets the the bottom end of the strike the strike zone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so during a game, he's pitching. He's pitching in a game against Very the California good. Angels. And uh, and basically, he throws a pitch. It's a strike. The uh, catcher throws it back to him. And then the the, uh, the umpire behind home plate goes, eh, it's something weird about that. Chuck me that ball back. So he chucks him that ball back. He looks at it, pops it in his little pouch, walks out to the mound. He goes, um, what, what, what are you doing? Can I have a look at your glove? Nicro just hands him his glove. This is all on YouTube. It's great. You can see it. Mm. And then he looks at the glove. Nothing seems to be up with the glove. He goes, you better empty your pockets. So other umpires and stuff have come out to the mound, a few other players. Um, while, uh, while they're looking at his glove and stuff, <laughs> Nicro reaches to his two back pockets, pulls them out, and tries to throw an emery board one way and a, and a oh, piece of man. sandpaper the other way. Now, the best thing about this whole story is while, um, you know, 
Sandpaper Gate or whatever Nick wants yeah. to call that made-up scandal he had. Yeah. Um, those guys uh, sat down at a press conference. They admitted to everything. Joe Necro, to this day, claims the Emery board was only there so I could file my nails in the dugout. Yeah. Well, he, pick, he picks it back up and he starts playing dumb with the umpire and he actually filing, he's like demonstrating yeah. filing his nails in front of them. Yeah. Well, and, he, he, and they're like, mate, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, look, I was doing this. Like I was doing this. He says it's important for a knuckleball pitcher to have to, no uh, nails. To have yeah. your nails. Like, to and uh, what rate are they growing at? That if he cuts them before the game, <laughs> he still <laughs> needs to file them. I mean, how much is, water is this guy drinking? Well, this is the thing, too. <laughs> Maybe. They, they, they said to him, why did you have the sandpaper? And he goes, well, when an emery board gets wet, it, it's useless. So I keep the sandpaper as backup. <laughs> it's the fun. I saw the vision yesterday. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It is amazing. Well, maybe he was actually that. trying to get his fingertip down to the knuckle. But he got ejected. He got suspended for 10 games. During his suspension, he went on Letterman. <laughs> He walks out with a tool belt on, with an electric sander. He's got all the gear. Oh, how good is that? And goes out, still won't admit that that's what he was doing. He's just saying, yeah, look, it's ridiculous. So yeah. I thought I'd walk out with the stuff I'd need if I were to try and doctor a ball. Then right. does a hypothetical demonstration of if someone was trying to doctor a ball for knuckleball wow. pitching, how they might do it on David Letterman. Still to this oh, day. Man. Well. He passed away. Still says he didn't do it on purpose. It's still, yeah, never, never admitted that he did it on purpose. That is how you cheat. <laughs> that's how you, that's, that's All very... right, Tommy, have you got one for us? I've got one for us, guys. Uh, I'm going the other, other Australia, big Australian sport, the AFL, the Aussie Rules Football, um, and we're talking about Heath Shaw. Well, he no longer plays for Collingwood, but when he played for Collingwood, Heath Shaw and Nick Nick Maxwell. Um, and they, this was in 2011 and they got done, uh, they got, well, Heath Shaw got done, but they both got penalized, but Heath Shaw got caught walking into a TAB, uh, and placing a bet on Nick's, Nick Maxwell. Heath Shaw was actually out for that game. And the re- and the reason why he knew is Heath Shaw was out. So Maxwell, who normally plays like in the midfield or even plays like half back sometimes, he got a call three days before the game from Mick Mulhouse being like, Hey, you're gonna be playing you're gonna be playing up forward. And he's like, Ooh. I never play up forward. Like, what's the go here? And he's like, Well, sure he's out. So and he sure obviously being the person that caused all this knew and started to call around members of Nick Maxwell's family. And Nick Maxwell was calling members of his family and telling him that that he was paying a hundred to one to kick the first goal in the game. Oh wow. Well. Um, <laughs> and Essentially, what happened was Mick Malthouse tells the midfielder that Nick Maxwell will be starting forward on the May 22 round nine game against Adelaide. He sure tells his flatmate and two other people, and Nick Maxwell tells his brother and his mother-in-law, and all five of them walk into a tab court facility, all on CCTV, and place bets of um, oh, of man. of so, so Maxwell. He put twenty. Oh, so Maxwell's mum put eighty-five dollar mother-in-law. Sorry, placed eighty-five dollar bet for first goal scorer at a hundred to one. Um, uh, what amount? Hitch, 
Yeah, he mm. sure put twenty five bucks bank amount. on Nick on Nick Maxwell to kick. Uh, and it's, and what happened was it dropped his price from one hundred and one to at the start of the bet at the bounce. He was paying he was paying twenty dollars to, to he went from like outside first goal scorer to like second to second favorite, and it was just yeah. because these five bets were put on. But oh, how wow. little money needs to go on to move the market? Well, well that's right. I, I yeah. guess I'm at one hundred and ten bucks so far. But those sort of markets are really they they fluctuate like no tomorrow because as soon as you put five dollars on it shortens like that. But yeah, the plan was that they were gonna they were gonna make a small fortune out of betting a person who doesn't kick many goals anyway. And did he uh, kick first goal? No, <laughs> no. It ended up that uh, that uh, that John McCarthy kicked kicked oh, kicked the first Marty goal, Marker. and John McCarthy was paying seventy one seventy one dollars. So. <laughs> oh. We're better irony. off being uh, the second outsider. Uh, the AFL started an investigation into it. Obviously, not a huge amount of money. Like it, we, we're not yeah. talking like like a yeah. gambling ring or system systemic gambling. Um, but they asked Tabcorp to provide the vision, and there was there was vision of Heathshaw walking in in a hoodie. <laughs> the mother-in-law <laughs> was wearing flamboyant pink tights, so she wasn't trying to be discreet. And yeah, Nick Maxwell's brother was also there with like a white wall with like a wad of like twenties walking up to the tab court machine. He sure was banned for fourteen matches, um, in which he was suspended for only six, and then had to do community service for the other weeks. Yeah, um, but and- Nick Maxwell was paying like eighty bucks as first goal scorer <laughs> for all those matches, so you know, yeah, he yeah. made his money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was fined twenty thousand dollars. He's sure. Nick Maxwell was fined ten thousand dollars, and was suspended for four games for recklessly disclosing inside information. So he disclosed the information that he was playing forward, and they were even going to um the AFL were even going to potentially ban Mick Mulhouse because they thought that. They told he was in he on t- it. that he that he was in on it, and then he was like, "I wouldn't know how to bet if if my life depended on it." And they they obviously dropped the charges against him. But yeah, the AFL went to Tab Corp and were like, "We need the vision of all the bets placed on Maxwell that yeah, were funny. like that that were that were recorded." And the guy's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "All the bets placed that Maxwell's involved in." He's like. There is only six. <laughs> I'm gonna five say of them, five of them were mates and family. So who this was is the how sixth much. Bet? Oh, the sixth bet. I they didn't disclose who the guy the guy was, but there was a sixth bet that that when the AFL looked at it, they didn't recognise that was, anybody. That was but, Mac Milthouse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was the so guy who was like investigating. It was a guy. Yeah, yeah. I just love how they investigating that they the whole walk thing. into a tap court facility and not get caught on camera. Like that place is like it's like a casino oh, where they do yeah. the like they show their bare palms to the ceiling sort of thing to show that they're not hiding any money. But I feel sorry for Maxwell as a player though because how how much sorry how little confidence is there in him as a goal scorer where only six bets are played and then the whole um, AFL goes whoa 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 whoa. <laughs> There's something not right here. And even his own brother only bet 20 bucks knowing full well. <laughs> what, about the, for what about the other guy that has no idea that Maxwell normally plays back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. sort of going, you know what? This Maxwell guy's going to kick a goal, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> he has absolutely no idea that the guy's a dog shit kicker of the football. <laughs> yeah, mate. Very good. Uh, All right. Should we do a little fast round to finish us off? Fast okay. round, okay. Has everybody got one more? I've got one uh, more. Yeah. 
can, I, can, right. I, can I start? Because I got this. This is my favourite story of the last couple of years. Um, okay. It's to do with a little business called uh, the Orchids of Asia Day Spa, which is down in a place called Florida. Um, oh, I thought I'd had a massage there. You, you may have. You may have. <laughs> it's it a is massage a massage parlour. Uh, half hour for 59 bucks, full hour Best for 79. Best in Florida, says Tom. Uh, well, uh, early 2009, Jupiter Police Department in Florida have the massage parlor under surveillance because they think there's a bit more than just your average massage going on there. Uh, they found that out. They did a search of the garbage out the back and they found semen oh, in the garbage God. and they were uh... like, hang about. Sailors never hang out in the garbage of normal mm. massage parlors. What's going on here? I thought you were going to say that they garbage. Yeah, I thought you were going to say they found old Maxwell bedding, kicking bedding slips. <laughs> absolutely no reason at all. But do like cops normally check people's? Like, would they check my garbage or uh, it was just, <laughs> uh, just curiosity for no reason whatsoever? Well, you, are you worried you about the stock, uh, Tommy? Are you worried about the stock? <laughs> My stock only lasts four days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep anyway, going, so, so what happens is they, they've got it under surveillance. They're basically thinking, okay, there's bikes. They've got cameras inside, and they realise there's more going on than just your massage, right? Uh, in wanders a gentleman by the name of Bob Kraft. Now, that name may sound familiar. He's the man who's worth $6.6 billion and is the owner of uh, the New England Patriots. Now, the story goes, uh, I read a very good Vanity Fair article on this, um, where I talked to one of his mates who explained how Bob Kraft ended up there. So Bob Kraft lives nearby, spends parts of his time nearby, and there's a hotel that he usually goes to to get a, a massage at the spa. This day, oh, bloody hell, can't get in, can't get an appointment. His mm. mate goes, don't worry, Bob, I know a place. So Bob goes up, all good, goes in, massage, please. Yes, lo and behold, the owner, uh, the uh, sorry, the uh, madam and the one of the masseuses give him a bloody hand job. Oh, now, oh, Bob, Bob like, is like, whoa, I didn't expect this. Goes home, rings his mate and goes, can you believe this? That this mm. is what happened. The guy's going, mate, you can't go to a rub and tug. He goes, no, 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 it's not like that. I think I've got a connection with this woman. She really uh, likes me. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, that night, that night, she rings his house. His number's publicly listed for some reason and says, you know, Bob, you should come back sometime. That was great. And he's gone, bloody hell, she's into me. I'll come back. I'll come back tomorrow morning. So the next morning he arrives before 11, uh, which gets him uh, – Makes him eligible for the early bird discount. He gets 15 bucks off. <laughs> yeah. That, that is 100% true, by the way. Uh, early bird gets his worm. Yeah. <laughs> gets his worm sorted by the sounds of it. Uh, and goes in and uh, lo and behold, gets uh, not only a handy, but a blowy. Uh, and then uh, leaves. Oh, now, this whole incident, because the police have got it under surveillance and it's all getting logged, this whole incident from when he arrives to when he leaves, 14 minutes. Four, he's a 78-year-old man. He's a great wow. time. It's so a great that, time. That's a good that time. Is, that is. That's, I've got to say, so, that's impressive to walk in fully clothed. Like, 78-year-old man, 14 minutes just to get undressed and dressed. 
it yeah. take 14 minutes. He's managed to yeah. do the whole thing in 14 minutes, then go jump his private jet, uh, go to Kansas City to watch uh, his Patriots defeat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs uh, in t- 2019 uh, NFL playoffs. Um, anyway, all gets... Uh, uh, the police finally do their raids and all that sort of stuff. Now, this is all still before the court. Um, he's he's fighting it. He's uh, fighting it mostly, from what I can tell, on technical reasons. Like, they shouldn't have been allowed to have the cameras in there. Um, mm. There was a big battle between his lawyers and the prosecutors about whether the prosecutors wanted the video of him in the massage parlour to be released to the public. Um, oh, and the judge been good. Well, the judge ruled gross, no way. Um, no right. one needs to see that. He's he also brought his own peanut butter as well. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Bob Kraft, a billionaire, going to a. Well, he uh, he owns all the peanut butters. The peanut butters we all use is owned by that's Kraft. That's right. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, he's well stocked. <laughs> uh, Isn't um, that wonderful? The how the how the syncopation between us going from Joel Monaghan mm-hmm. to Robert Kraft in the one podcast yeah. it's magical go, what have all these sports got in common <laughs> what have all these sports got in common yet yeah, weirdos a nutty no. spread so barney can you just very quickly I, i'm just uh want to know one bit of the story what happened between uh craft and the woman did they what's yeah. the relationship did they nah, still carry so on she got, she got arrested and yeah. uh I, as near as i can tell they haven't really had a lot of um yeah. uh, disappointing for him I believe, yeah, really did feel like I believe the two administrators of the massage parlor have gone to prison because they were they were they were charged with uh, underage like sexual. No, it wasn't underage. So it wasn't underage. The the original allegations were it was um, uh, human trafficking, but that yeah. case, as near as I can tell, has pretty much fallen apart. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So it's uh, just running a legal rub and tug, I believe, is uh, is which you so can't do in it, Florida. No. No, the believe the it or only not, thing you can't, can't do, do in Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So what happens? What happens to masseuses when they are under stressful situations like being arrested? Like who? <laughs> what What do they do? That's, that's they, what you want for they, a cellmate. They hotstone themselves. They hotstone themselves. Yeah, they take the hot stones with them. Um, all right, I've got to let's go. That was meant to be a quick one. That was seven minutes, Andrew. <laughs> hey, still only My half the time God, he took on you. that second morning. <laughs> that's true that's, that's a good way true. of working it out oh yeah quick ones boys here okay. we go andrew douglas mcintosh do you know who mm-hmm. he is creator guess who is yeah he's what <laughs> created the computers no yeah Ooh, close. <laughs> the, the, is... Doug, the douglas 4000 <laughs> <laughs> he is he is brisbane's finest and number one ranked poo jogger so, oh, uh, God, you oh, love it. Yeah. Mate, it's a sport. There is nothing more exhilarating yeah. than... But there's, there's, a sp- a there's a difference between having a sport and then having it, uh, a whiteboard dedicated to it in your house <laughs> where you hey, constantly mate, write up... <laughs> got, we've got a bench set stats. up in the local area. You're the only bloke uh, who ranks them. <laughs> yeah, but look at his he's house. He's got cool. a perfect view of everywhere. <laughs> where he's going. <laughs> you can see everywhere from the lighthouse. Um, so, yes, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a decathlon. It's more than one mm-hmm. event in the one thing. Um, probably more like a pentathlon. Anyway, he is a very wealthy man, very uh, very high in business stakes. He was um, 
National Quality Manager for the Retirement Village Property and Investment Group, AVO. He's also a Brisbane City Council. He was on the board for them. So this is a, this is a proper businessman. He was getting out there every morning, going for a run, um, and just pinching one at the same point every day. So these residents of this one particular unit block were like, there is somebody that is doing this at the same time every day. So they set up a motion sensor camera, and then they, based Great on that, they could work out they could work out the yeah, bowel motion. Yeah. <laughs> um, they could work out what time he was showing up every day. And so then, <laughs> so then based on that resident or neighbor, Steve is what he's listed as in this article. He sat there with a camera at that time. And then sure enough, old dirty Douglas McIntosh comes in, um, Drops his pants. We've all seen the photo. It's an amazing photo. It's possibly he, the greatest photo ever taken. The guy looks well, like I don't a possum. He's been oh, caught he in a light. And he's holding toilet paper in his hand and he's bending down and he looks up. And I don't know how it didn't win the Port Surprise for feature <laughs> photography. As well, you know, straight down the barrel. As you know, oh. I'm a big sneaker guy. I love the fact that the one thing that stands out in this picture is that his New Balance shoes. The N is made of oh, 3M, yeah. and when the flash has gone off, all you can see is this, like, glowing New Balance N. I was like, they should have used it for some sort of marketing, like, project. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they would have been happy. In, in poo jogging circle, sales went through the roof, which is a <laughs> large market. Yeah. Um, Sponsorship. Anyway, so neighbor Steve can I just say, photo. too, can I just yes. say, New Balance, you do need good balance to poo jog. There's yes, something in that. You need yeah, to you gotta avoid shoot. your socks. Yeah. You've got to avoid everything. Um, so anyway, yes. So neighbor Steve takes the photo and uh, and all that old Andrew does is look up and he just says hello. And then neighbor Steve <laughs> runs away. The best. Anyway, he's ruined. Now. But that's that's uh, that was my other guy caught on camera. Who's next? Nice and quick. No seven-minuted. No, I'm going to go for... Just do three names and tell us their occupation quickly first. Okay, and, cool. And I'm going to go for Richie Incognito. Do you know who he is? Yes. yes. He's no. The offensive, is the, the offensive yeah. guard for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, he well, did actually play... Incognito, no, he's, he's the opposite. He's actually in the public eye a lot. Ah. Um and uh, so he basically is not the nicest guy anyway because he was involved in, I think, the first ever thing that I've ever heard of where uh, a bullying um, scandal at the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Um, and so he was involved in that and sort of proven and unproven. It was still a little bit dodgy. But um, in August 2018, um, as arrangements were being made for his father's funeral, um, incognito, he became upset with the staff and began to damage um, property inside the business and shout at the employees. And it was all caught sorry, on the... Was he, sorry, was he incognito when he, he was, was shouting disguised. at the staff? This is very... Yeah. He was disguised by shouting at them? No, no. His, this name, is very... is, his name is Richie Incognito. Also, if and you ever look at him, he's very yeah. recognisable. He normally has yeah. like a mohawk covered in tattoos. Like, yeah. you wouldn't miss him. So you know when like someone gives you a <laughs> someone gives you a nickname of Tiny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. The, his parents thought, oh, that's gonna. Gotcha. But he was in the um the funeral home, and then um basically it was on uh it was caught all on CCTV in the funeral home and situations, and he was like going, um he was started punching the caskets and things, and then he said that he 
quote, he wanted his father's head cut off for re research purposes. <laughs> um, and so uh, then the funeral goes, oh, no, no, that's not a thing that we do here. It's not a service that we provide. <laughs> and oh, uh, so they called the cops and then he, uh, yeah. And then they had to, he had to explain to the cops what he was wanting and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that was my, um, the, Quick the fire. That he's, he's been to like 14 <laughs> in two years as well. Like yeah. the guy keeps getting fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was with Buffalo last year. Um, yeah. So on my, my quick fire one, also on the, in the NFL, uh, this is actually Jameis Winston who is, well, he's probably going to get let go by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. because of Tom oh, Brady no. being, being shipped there. Um, mm -hmm. So he's looking for a new home, but this is when he was at college. Um, uh, when he played for the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think a few of them were found in the bin behind the, yeah, exactly. uh, that was behind, yeah. behind the Orchard Oriental or whatever it's called. Um, and this was the year that he'd won the Heisman Trophy. Uh, amazing football. He also was like a dual sport player. So he, he was he was also looking to go and play baseball professionally as well. And this was during the baseball season. Uh, his coach Mike Martin was sent an email by a uh, by a chain of like grocery stores called Publix, and he was caught on James Winston was caught on CCTV leaving Publix with thirty two dollars and seventy two cents worth of frozen crab legs and crawfish um, out of a Tallahassee grocery store. So he was walking out holding frozen crab legs and crawfish, and he just walked out and didn't pay for them. Mm. Um, so they called him up. They, they they called him up later, and and this is only this only came to to everybody's attention about ten months later when he was being interviewed at the NFL draft, and Jim Harbaugh, the 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 coach, was was asking him like, how come you're uh, how come like no one mentioned the fact that you stole crab legs, and then basically it came out that that uh, Jameis Winston thought he could take them because the week before he had no money on him and he was going to a mate's birthday party. And the work, the guy who worked at the grocery store allowed him to take a cake for free, just to the bar birthday party. So he just thought, now from now on, obviously this grocery I store just gives him stuff free. So he just walked out with a couple of Alaskan king crabs and just thought, how good is this? <laughs> My wife's making some dipping sauce. This will be delightful. Um, sorry, sorry, an Alaskan go. king crab. What would you do? How would you? Prepare oh, you'd one? eat it as is. You'd let it thaw out. You'd create like a a lovely little spicy, like sort of like a almost like a prawn cocktail dipping sauce, and you just have at okay. it. You'd just go mm. for it. Mm. Yeah, I'd, sucking on that those bad boys like the the masseuse. Uh, it would be fantastic. <laughs> Okay. Weirdly, weirdly, Tommy <laughs> takes crab. fourteen minutes to eat a king crab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got undressed. Andrew as well. <laughs> <laughs> he says right. yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, think that might be us, Yeah, it. I'm. I'm yeah. gonna. Have to, it is so hot where I'm sitting. I'm just gonna. I know. I'm out. hot it's, too. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> You you know dying. on camera, James. I know you're hot, but you're on camera. You can't actively look bored during times when we. <laughs> you were just looking out the window. <laughs> oh, no, I got to show you out here. There's some genuine. Let me show you this. this. So this is a really good running track. Can you see down there? Oh, oh. so you had some potential. You are poo, at Royal Randwick. You're at Royal Randwick. So, <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a bit of activity down there today. You're you hoping know, for a poo job. Sorry, I'm not bored. I'm I'm looking. I'm listening. I was just anyway. 
Um, sorry if you don't watch this, and I'm just showing there's a running track past my house and there's people running. Oh, God. All right. Jeez, we need to get back to work. I tell you yeah. what. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We're just hanging out. Um, um, I'm going to jump off the internet now, guys, because, um, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's someone the other else in New Zealand. See you guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, um, we'll be back next week. Tommy, have you got a to- – oh, sorry, leave a five-star review. Get on mm-hmm. our um, socials, at Narrow World of Sports, or on Twitter, it's at Narrow World OS. Um, tell us who your favourite getting a caught on camera person was. Um, and that's about it. Leave a five-star review, and we'll speak to you next week. Is that, that – that's the that's lot, it, isn't it, That's it. Ciao All for right. now. Right. Be well, be safe Ciao for now.